This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and you are anointed. My name is Aaron, and you thought you got me. Whose face is the egg on now? Not mine, yours. Uh, you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favorite RuPaul's reaction podcast, and we are here for the final four episode of season 15, the remix mm. of Blame It on the Edit yeah. that has been in your head. Yes, do you like the song? I, I really love it. I like the vibes of the song. The I cunty that, vibes. I think the message is irresponsible oh go on the edit is a huge part of how people are portrayed and like we hear from Mm -hmm. the queens that they are you know they're told to give a good thing and they're told to give a bad thing about everything and then there's certain things are shown about them so yeah people say what they say but we all know the power of an edit and how things are put together and how that can portray somebody Mm -hmm. as somebody else and look at Britta in season 12 and the hate she got and the suicidal thoughts she had based on the hate that she got I think you have a lot of responsibility as the editor and I think this song is basically saying you know saying it's all your fault victim blaming the people who are victims and look I know (laughs) I know some people are nasty on the show and it comes across and they and they don't like how they look about it but I think Totally shirking your responsibility as a producer on the show is poor. That is that is very fair. Well made point. I don't disagree with you. Thinking about this season and something I've been thinking about a lot, especially after this episode. And I know that we've been bagging on the word eras, but I'd like to think that this show, it, uh, this specific season is maybe ushering in an era of exalting, like being compassionate and secure in yourself. Like I think like Anitra and Sasha are showing that like you you don't have to be an asshole to be an excellent drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Not that all drag queens are are assholes, but like it's a very fun part of drag, I think. But you don't have to be catty, you don't have to tear other people down. And with the blame it on the edit thing, if you like if you were being the most op- optimistic about the, the message, like I do you know in in my private living in my private living room when I'm uh you Unlike know, your in... public living room where you have yes. masses in every day. <laughs> Aaron McGathy fans <laughs> come with their signed photo in the public living room. <laughs> but you can watch TV alone in your private oh living room. Oh my God. If I was Marina Abramovich or a performance artist, I would do a piece <laughs> called My Public Living Room. But um, I think that like the 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 thing with the the edit, totally agree with you. But also like I I I, I do sometimes want people to take a little responsibility for the things they say, because like, even if your worst moments have been shown, like they had to happen to show them. Like, I think, I think it is absolutely unfair and irresponsible to just skewer someone's entire life by just showing their bad moments to create a character for a television show. Like, I think that's a gross thing about reality television. And as a reminder, if you don't know, reality TV was literally inspired by the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, anyway. right. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I yeah, know the Stanford if, Prison Experiment, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It happened because, like, videos of that were being kind of passed around, and there was a producer that was like, this is fascinating. Can we manufacture this sort of thing where we watch real people with, like, weird psychological conditions, like, do stuff? If you want to learn more about that, check out the podcast, The Edge of Reality, which is a very good BBC-made podcast. But, um... Yeah, like I think that's totally irresponsible. Um, but I think like if it, the most if, the, if we were to look for a positive message, it would be that like you don't have to have those like cruel bad moments. But I totally see where you're 
saying. It's also yeah. a nice low-key 90s R&B TLC vibe of a song, which I appreciate. Yes, I think, yeah, I think I just like, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, you're totally right. It is so bitchy, but something I like and I know is also a problem with RuPaul is the the art the artistic urge to be provocative to, to be like a little wrong to kind of throw like a, a a stick of dynamite into the conversation because I'm sure if you well I'm not sure but I would assume if you were to ask him how he felt about all this stuff he wouldn't disagree with you but he's also like you know I want to I want to um provoke some sort of reaction right before we get into the main episode i wanted to give you an update on last week i've watched two more episodes Mm. of friends (laughs) you know what because of that conversation i started watching friends you know what's sad i've watched 10 episodes of friends this week (laughs) (laughs) and i have seen them all but what what, which ones did you watch just the first year i'm gonna watch it from the start so i've watched okay oh my god brilliant okay Uh, no i've done a bonus episode on drag race philippines which will be out on wednesday so i just finished Mm. that first and then i watched uh, and then i'm starting to watch friends so i can give you an update uh on our next episode as well how i'm getting along yes please are you in love with uh jennifer aniston yet uh no i'm trying to work out who who i think the best actor is and i'm currently landing on lisa kudrow she's incredible i love lisa Mm -hmm. kudrow so much yeah do you know if anyone listening knows this either any good uh friends podcasts because what's the point of watching tv if you don't have a podcast <laughs> to talk about it afterwards I'm i mean side podcasts you and i just talking about friends <laughs> <laughs> right let's get into the top of this episode um you mentioned uh, uh lux's line about whose face is the egg on now mm-hmm. kicking lucy when she's down lucy gets actually we'll jump slightly ahead how did you feel about rue calling lucy indirectly an undercover cunt i uh, didn't like it and i don't know why it was included in the edit it just seems so needless i think like in that moment they were thinking about lucy as an idea and less as a person <laughs> so yeah yeah like speaking of the edit kind of shitty to include that but it kind of in that moment I was like it doesn't feel like they disagree I think there was like a kind of enter yeah I'm yeah I suppose we'll get to it but um I think like in Untucked I mean obviously it's the last Untucked before the finale but it the energy was noticeably different without Lucy there yeah, but I think oh, and Lucy no did to... respond yeah. to my message of love last week. As oh well. yay! Okay. I knew she would. I knew she would. I gotta thank you, thank you, Keen. So I was happy. Yeah. See, so... I told you. I told you. That's and that was yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. I kind of felt again. Looks. I was like, just leave her now. She. You. You've beaten her out of the competition. I just mean, leave her be happy yeah. for yourself. And why did Mistress need to bring that up? I bet there's like kind of more there because that felt. That felt yeah, because they were even like, "Oh, it's great you you don't you're not afraid to speak your mind," mm-hmm. um, you know. And even when you said to Lucy, you said it in a nice way. I was like, "How do you know that at this point?" I <laughs> you know? know, I know. Yeah, God, there's so much. There's so much we can never know <laughs> about the inner workings of all this shit. You know what I think though, and rooting for this, I I really root for Lucy to be magnanimous at that fucking reunion. 
I hope she will be. I hope she's not on her defenses. I hope that like she's talked to some people and kind of like that have like told her like, you know what, you are awesome. And like people are just resentful of like you being so fucking insecure and pushing the shit on other people and you don't need to be. And my prediction is that she is going to absolutely to appropriate this word entirely. She's going to slay at the at the finale. That's what I think okay. in that runway moment. I hope I, you're saying, yeah, I hope going into the reunion and I hope this doesn't come across as dickish bro humor. I hope she has a wank before. So she's just <laughs> fucking <was> zen. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I hope she has a wank before. This is so funny. This is a moment where like I can never understand <laughs> that. I mean, if I have a wank before something, it just means I want to have more wanks. Because I got that multi-orgasmic <laughs> yeah, you know, capability. Where one and done. period is nothing, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the female orgasm. Hoi, hoi, hoi. So, yeah, I hope uh, so she just goes in and she's she has those endorphins and she's chill and she doesn't need to get mm, stressed out. Yeah. All right, let's get into the tic-tac lunches. Um, again, Sasha showing she's an absolute legend like has got through oh so much God. adversity with her yeah. head held high and is just you know such a such a role model yeah and this is like the i don't usually uh like i'll be honest i usually s- skip these podcast interviews when i'm watching the show um because you know i find them i find them uh boring or self-aggrandizing for michelle and rue um but uh yeah i really enjoyed this one i just want to point out really quick those tic tacs look like baked beans they do not look- <laughs> they do, they do <laughs> it like just looks beans. like a big bowl of baked beans. <laughs> baked beans um and i'm sure they look more like baked beans for uh for residents of the uk and ireland but yeah it just looks like a big I'm surprised bowl. actually in the uk they haven't actually made them baked beans because that'd be yeah. so much more on brand your your baked bean lunch instead of <laughs> well, your tic lunch you know they've got a brand fucking every this show has more branding than any other show which i find yeah. so funny um, but yeah, the, even more the, than The Apprentice, which is a show about business and branding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I think I get. I have a feeling because, like, when you watch, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've watched like the first season of Drag Race. But you know, obviously, the show started out as kind of a parody of these shows, and so like, kind of leaning into that. But yeah, the interview with Sasha, like the the main takeaway for me was just how much Rue and Michelle admire her like Rue called her a spiritual leader you know oh, oh not in the like at the I think oh, oh sorry at, oh, in the yeah, um okay. in the four-year-old self segment but um mm-hmm. the the you know there's so much we got from this interview we found out that her dad died by suicide um we had heard about her relationship with her with her mom before um but died by suicide when he was in his 80s 80s. yeah so sad yeah so sad um but uh, so sad and then with with that lining of sweetness that they had a really great relationship at the end of his life um, and then the generational land stuff is uh, it was really interesting. 
Yeah, we kind of got touched on, only really kind of felt we touched on that, but I guess yeah. it makes sense you don't want to be flaunting your assets, but <laughs> it was really interesting. It is, oh, what, yeah. What I found interesting was Sasha's so together and so knows her shit and has done mm-hmm. all the work on mm-hmm. herself that Rue actually didn't know what advice to give her. So no. just said, look at Michelle's cheekbones. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Which, yeah, and, and, and Sasha if, said, uh, I can't wait to get that abundance yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know because she's like what can I say about that I know <laughs> I know I think I think yeah Rue really Rue really looks up to her I like and it does feel like Sasha is almost more unshakable than Rue in some ways you know to to refer back to the blame it on the edit I don't think if Sasha if it was Sasha's drag drag race she would have done that you know yeah I think so and actually this is the first time and the only other person who I feel has ever come close to this is Raja, mm. where I feel Rue is actually looking at a contestant as a contemporary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as like a peer in this art of drag. In the game. Because even them chatting about, oh, oh, did you work with Chili Pepper or or Mimi, like uh, Mimi Mar- Marks, I think it was. Uh, you know, they're chatting about these queens who were in the Chicago mm. scene and the whatever age. And I, I whatever live show. for all that stuff. I just want an entire yeah. episode where they talk about drag origins and history and stuff I, I yeah i love it yeah 100 um anitra is up next and <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just wrote hot anitra is so hot <laughs> hot i'm i don't i i like i think she's attractive but she she isn't she isn't churning my butter the way lucy at a drag was no she turns she she turns my butter into cream like that is my um my, my whole this is my second wank joke of the, of the episode <laughs> Gross. <laughs> i wasn't even thinking about that <laughs> you have come on I'm the sorry. mind I'm my sorry. friend <laughs> um, which is shocking usually i have come on the mind more than anyone else in the room but i've been outcomed um yeah i just i'm really into aqualine features which isn't like a weird Aryan thing it means like aqualine means like eagle like 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 i'm very mm-hmm. when i was a kid i was very attracted to sam the eagle from the muppets oh yeah 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 someone closed off emotionally who's obsessed with rules and has like a beautiful beak like i just love i love a roman looking nose like i find it so hot beak. yeah I mean, no, she's certainly an attractive guy. Um, it's okay. Yeah. She, yeah. And <laughs> interest group Mormon, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle said it was her favorite lip sync of all time. Yeah, and she that's discussed, cute. You know, wanting to be part of a ballroom scene, but not being part of it, which I guess is really interesting because I guess I assume because there's no ballroom scene in Ireland that it's like, oh, I'd love to be in America. But actually, they're mm. so localized that even you could be, you know, in, in Nevada and still be missing out on it, which is yeah. interesting. I didn't think that I could like Anitra anymore, but my favorite artists are artists who are really curious and big fans of their own art form, which sounds like an obvious thing, but there are a lot of, you know, you struggle a lot with your own ego and identity in like any art. God, this sounds so wanky, but in any artistic process uh, and like the people who just have such a great love and respect for the art form, I was really like, Maybe maybe this is just like maybe my bar is really low or something, but I just l- loved that she taught herself all that and that yeah yeah same I I just assumed that she had come had participated in ballroom. Uh, we kind of discussed Mistress and the undercover cunt comment, and then there's mm-hmm. looks uh, and her acting school 
and how she gets her confidence from her parents and, yeah. her, her, and her hot hot dad and yeah. uh, I thought that was really interesting and, and there's something that I do rub up against and I, I love Shea Coulee and it's something that Me I too. sometimes see with her which is I think definitely as white audiences we're not as primed to accepting um, flappable confidence from black people that it ends up coming across as quite arrogant and I wonder has some of my negativity towards Lux over the season been sort of motivated by that so I kind of like checked myself interesting to a certain degree hmm yeah yeah that's yeah that's interesting I think I mean like yeah maybe I need to examine that because I wrote uh, a parent super supportive she thinks very highly of herself adds up because I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder um, as a a performer myself uh, when I hear that parents have been super supportive and they've gone to a performing arts high school and I'm like all right well great (laughs) like and that's my own jealousy I, like I also think an element is just a cultural difference as well. Like in Ireland, you're not allowed to be confident about what you do. Surely, but like Sasha's really confident. Like I don't like that Lux's confidence comes with this presentation of like, I'm the fucking best and I deserve the world. Like I deserve, like I don't like the entitlement of it, like bums me out. There's just like this massive assumption there that like I should get all this stuff because I am amazing. It's just, it's just, it's just like such a self-centered sort of presentation. Like I got such a paternal instinct from Rue towards Lux in this episode. Like, you know, mm. the closest thing to a surrogate son, I think Rue will ever have. <laughs> I did think like, I think that Lux needs to look up the definition of a leader <laughs> because <laughs> she identifies as a leader apparently. And like, I don't see Lux as a like I see I see Lux I see how Lux could be a role model maybe but like a leader a yeah. yeah but in what way is she leading like to lead you need to have a group of followers or you need to be interested in like I don't I don't know like um but yeah I guess I could see that she'd be a leader and that like she knows what she wants and she's not ashamed and she's not self-conscious I don't know she's an interesting one. I, I'm very excited to see how her career unfolds, and I really hope she doesn't win because I think that she will be like her attitude will be like sort of crystallized if she does, and I want her to grow a bit. Will we get into the music video? I don't know if there's anything you wanted to touch on in the in the run through. I thought there was the gag of them having to rehearse and then record straight away, but I mm. think they made more out of it than there actually was. I agree. Um, yeah. I appreciated the the clear, purposeful homage to Michael and Jackson, Michael and Janet's scream video. Yeah, um, I love that. That's probably like one of my favorite music videos, and I just loved the aesthetic of it. It is weird, like you know, Michael Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. just say Michael Jackson, period. But yeah. uh, like. That music video came out, I think, when I was eight or maybe like seven. I think it's 95. 95. If you like watch it, um, you know, we, we all should have uh, like a certain relationship with Michael Jackson, I think. But, you know, he's not financially benefiting from anything. Uh, God, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very no, but, no, but, no, but it is true. But it's also his family are in our family, the one who are like yeah, suppressing accusers, like, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, know, justice but for then, Janet like... times a thousand. And just like, mm-hmm. even it's so like a quick note on Janet. It is it is publicly 
and culturally understood that we as a culture did her so dirty were so unfair to her and the business was so unfair to her and still i feel like she's still not getting her due it's just a little crazy but that that music video when i saw that when i was a kid uh, like i'm really close with my with my brother and like we used to watch it together and like do the dance it's a shame the song isn't any good i think the the song scream is um dud in both of their catalogs i think really yeah like, I like there's it. a weird thing that michael jackson does in the 90s where his voice is really low in the mix like mm. blood on the dance floor as well like you're like has he started even singing it um, <laughs> right but yeah whereas Janet was at her creative height but that is a whole conversation for a different yes. day I think That's I think I can video. only judge it in the way that I liked it when I was a kid and kids love screaming yeah, <laughs> I think like like the song yeah, could have been t-shirt. anything the song could have been absolutely anything but just with a ah, like <laughs> yeah 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 definitely no an iconic music video and the most expensive music video ever made at the time which was mm. then subsequently beaten by Madonna's Die Another Day I recently learned um, I liked that Lux losing a nail moment with Michelle because yeah. I love have you checked in the garment <laughs> told ya you know what I would like uh, World of Wonder Fenton Bailey Tea Company if you're listening um, I want a show which is a uh, well-meaning like a documentary show following one of these tours with Michelle on tour talking to the Queens and like I like those moments when she is I mean not that it's like a moment of mentorship but like the fact that she kind of assumed it was in her outfit you know you just get like a glimpse into like okay this has happened a million times before and I just love that shit (laughs) like we don't get enough they're all so impeccable and they look so amazing and um as a as a uh, as, as a woman myself like the like all that shit I find so hard like all that stuff it's really hard it's hard to put on eyelashes I don't know like it's hard to do all that shit fake nails mm-hmm. all of it um and I want more of showing that process you want gay men to show you how to do it <laughs> well obviously <laughs> <laughs> where do we get any culture we get it from from uh black from people black people and gay, and gay men, gay men. Yeah. Yeah. Gay men. Yeah. yeah yeah and gay women as well yeah gay men saw a woman put on lipstick and said hold my hold my hold my pina colada purse <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you drink right kian strictly pina coladas because <laughs> it sounds like penis yeah <laughs> uh who did you like the most in the music video sasha hands down like Sasha's voice that's the first first time that I can remember I'm sure there have been other times but that's the first time where I was like I would listen to this recording artist she was kind of like I was trying to trying to think of like what her voice was reminding me of it kind of reminded me of like Andre 3000 oh okay um just like in the uh in the way that she was like phrasing the lines and stuff but I just thought it was so fucking good and I loved and in these music videos, Kian, maybe you know this, like the looks that they're putting together, are they putting those together or are those like semi-prepared for them or how does that work? This I is why the show t- should be four hours long. I want every episode <laughs> to be four hours long. I think they get told, uh, we want a space-themed uh, Okay, okay. So they girl, are putting, yeah. Girl group look. Well, that Sasha look was so cool. That was so cool. Yeah, because I guess there was two looks. There was there was the look for the group dance where Sasha was in her her 
Pamela Anderson barbed wire look. Oh my god, yes, fantastic. I wrote that down. Yeah. Oh my god, how hot was that? And that was so then, good. then you had this other one, which was like almost like the polar opposite of it, which is like mm-hmm. I'm the alien goddess alien now. Yeah. Um, but like, still look great. So there must have been two briefs that they both hit, or maybe. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha's was supposed to be for another runway at some point. Then she mm. she changed it for some things because you could easily see it not being what she was asked for, but it still worked anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's normally how it works. So I want I want to hear your rankings of the performance. My rankings would be Sasha first, then Anitra, then Lux, then Mistress. Um, yeah, I'm pretty close. I'd have Lux. Second, well, maybe actually. maybe Lux and Anitra. Too. Oh yeah. Well yeah, I did. Oh actually. I, yeah, I'm changing mine. Yeah, I would say Sasha, then then Lux, close third, Anitra, and then Mistress. Not the Mistress did bad. It's no. just she, I guess, because Anitra and Sasha both did like a spoken word kind, not spoken, but like spoke speak rap. Like <laughs> laid back. In case you, in case you didn't know, Kian is a white man. He is white. <laughs> spoken word have you heard that have you heard that spoken word group i think they're called nwa um i think if that sounds for like no 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 words allowed it allowed no words allowed it's ironic i think um you know i haven't googled what that means but i love that spoken word no but it is a style of vocal delivery like you know kesha or you know i do you k tempest the the, the spoken word artist like it it was Mm. it's i always think of it like a very 90s uh bridge Mm -hmm. is you know like Mm -hmm. or even like set of all saints there's, or there's that an... song uh, that that was sung by Alice and Janney on West Wing. Alice and Janney is lip syncing this song from the '90s. The Jackal. The Jackal. Yes. Tell him to come to the press room. He's not going to want to miss the Jackal. <laughs> But yeah, like this kind of like sultry speak rap style Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. like they're not singing, they're not rapping, they're just speaking with melody in their voice and it works really well. Looks, raps, but also is the only one who actually sings in this quite sort of like, I'm not going to say soulful now, but this almost sort of Mm R&B styled song which I think is also ties in very nicely with the with the sort of TLC vibe of the song and then Mistress does a good job of the rap but it's just the very quintessential rap for this song that you hear of white people rapping being like I'm the best bitch who's yes. coming to town I'm gonna snatch that crown that sort of like you know rap yeah absolutely yeah I think that yeah my my thoughts exactly and the jackal uh uh is a song by ronnie jordan is the artist so it's not alice and janney it was like there yeah anyway um yeah i was thinking like and you know i'm the type of person who just uh super pollyanna ish and is just like all always has an attitude of like this is the best thing but like i feel like the talent level of these four queens is so strong I can't remember a time when I was so sort of like divided in my thoughts over who should be the winner. Like, I think that they are all so talented. And I think with the, yeah, with the singing, Mistress, there, there would be other seasons where that would have been the best performance. 
Hey, Keen here. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for supporting the show in whichever way you can, whether it's just by listening or heading over to sister.pod on Instagram and, you know, chatting to us there. One way that you might want to support us that you might not have not already is to subscribe to our premium feed over at headstuffpodcast.com. Thank you to all of those who are already signed up. Currently, we are running a two-part series with the fabulous Melanie Morris, contributing editor of Image Magazine, and her and I are dissecting Drag Race Philippines and we were really impressed with the drag queen at the helm of the franchise Paolo Ballesteros. I think Supreme Deluxe is a beautiful soul but sometimes I'm like Carmen Ferrara looks better you know so but I feel like at no point did any of the queens come near to, to Paolo on the runway. No not and and wouldn't even dream to you know they seem to have that respect for them as well also melanie and i loved the drag queen turing who was gone far too soon if i saw somebody doing an interpretive dance about covid with a sequined or a studded face mask i would normally be sniggering up my sleeve god forgive me but she actually stopped me in my tracks and Everything I saw her do afterwards, she's just one of nature's lovely people who takes their time and forces you to relax and take your time. So if you want to hear more hot takes on Drag Race Philippines, head over to the workroom. You'll be sporting the show. You'll be eternally grateful. So see you over there. This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about Elizabeth and Jessica, the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. Of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnapping, stolen boyfriends and school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, category is drag excellence. First up was Anitra. Over to you. Yes. Uh, and shout out again to the Instagram account at drag.looks. Uh, I always screenshot their images. Um, so give them a follow. Don't know them. Hope they're nice. Okay. So <laughs> so first up was Anitra. Anitra is wearing a, um, I'm going to say like, like 70s Space Queen style uh, velvet blue velvet um outfit with like pointed shoulder epaulets and uh like sapphire and crystal stoning um it's like a mermaid cut dress it also has like a fringe so it's almost like this would be a the the vibe i'm getting here is like space queen who has a background in the old west of space (laughs) Is kind of how it looks to me, and she's got a um, a beautiful anus embellishment uh, in the back. Is like or like a uh, anus embellishment sounds. Yeah, disgusting. sounds like it's actually. Uh, speaking like... of cum, that's like. <laughs> do you mind if I give you an anus embellishment? Uh, <laughs> do you mind if I embellish? That's what we should instead of like. Can I come yeah. on your face? Can I embellish, can I embellish your, face? your face? Yeah, that's nice. Um. Uh. Yeah, and then the wig is this 
like the the hair like you just you just gotta look it up folks um which i'm There's sure you've seen swirls but like this, and spikes and swirls and spikes fins yeah and anime ish like cool looking um and they mentioned this reference but it is very flash gordon and if you're listening to this um and you're not 50 you probably like haven't watched flash gordon but flash gordon is like in the genre of super i think we got flash gordon over here i'm pretty sure yeah yeah sci-fi fantasy like kind of like um but what confused me is flash gordon himself is just a muscle man so it's well, obviously he, a villain yeah, in yeah. Flash Gordon, is it? It's like the the evil <laughs> king. Well, there are if if you if you Google like Flash Gordon costumes, there's like there's there's like alien queens, there are space queens and stuff. I th- they're not talking literally about Flash Gordon. Okay. And I I saw Flash Gordon once because I was married to someone who's 13 years older than me. Um, but and like he showed it to me because it is like super camp and. Mm-hmm. And colorful um it's it's similar to like there's a whole slew of movies like this including there's he-man as well isn't there he-man yeah i don't i haven't seen he-man i don't know if he-man is in space um what was the movie with olivia newton john xanadu xanadu yeah so like xanadu flash gordon um and apologies listeners i should have looked up the plot of flash gordon but i i don't know if he's from he's meant to be the outsider amongst like people like this but i mostly know flash gordon from the queen song you know flash oh (laughs) Oh, that's what that is yeah (laughs) oh i didn't realize that that's right (laughs) oh cool i really love this look in my mind like this really galvanizes Anitra's style and like what I'm feeling from this is like her creating her own world and fantasy like almost like a la like the Wachowskis like this is a sci-fi world that exists that's like slightly anachronistic but it looks like it is fully from something like if you saw this at like a comic-con you would assume this was a character, even though she's like invented it, which is what I like about it. Uh, and I like, I like the, I like how everything's like rooted in um, her, her, the, her cultural heritage and made her own. Uh, but uh, throw it to you, Kian. What did you think? <laughs> well, I kind of led you to believe I don't like it, but I do like it. Uh, I, uh, I just oh, sent you. you- <laughs> emojis with zipped mouths as if I didn't like it now I have to say it isn't my it isn't my favorite on the runway I the only thing that disappoints me about it is I guess it isn't unexpected but I totally see that it's Mm. a heightened version of everything else she gave us I just would have loved Mm -hmm. if it was totally different I think we've seen alien like I think of someone like Cheddar Gorgeous who it feels much closer to that alien identity than kind of Anitra does but in terms Mm -hmm. of like in, in terms of like this whole season and the the looks that she's had, this does feel like, you know, the, the evolution of them. And I appreciate it. I think mm-hmm. the wig is amazing. That color blue is fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. My only downside is it's kind of similar to what we saw before. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think like, you know, with drag excellence, you're trying to like epitomize your, exactly. your brand. Your yeah. Yeah. Also like, uh, like want to point out, that she's she's so embellished <laughs> not in a come way but like you know she's got lots of accessories but it all works together it doesn't look it doesn't look busy 
Yeah, and she's actually um, really good at that. Like even in the past, mm. she's had things stuck to her face and stuff like that. She yeah, the her eye is definitely on the detail and how it all balances out mm-hmm. in a way that mm-hmm. can't even be captured properly on the screen. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Next up, we had Lux, um, wearing a white ball gown. I mean, it looks like I I would get married in this. Um, <laughs> it is beautiful like or organza style fabric and the top of it is like a like a two-part sort of wrapped thing but it just look it looks like a it looks like if Vera Wang did um drag wedding dresses there's like this really cool ruffle thing that's coming off of her waist which is it's like cascading ribbons or something I don't know it's very interesting massive earrings uh hair swept up the the wig is incredible like we've got um half up with a massive amount of hair with braids up top which is so stunning yeah Uh, my favorite part of this is actually the braids and mm, that she has chosen eleganza to go for braids a a hairstyle that is constantly you know not deemed oh yeah and she has two tendril braids i just noticed yeah yeah exactly you know like you know you hear of black people who can't have their hair in braids if they're working in as a waitress or all that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. i love that she's choosing braids as an opportunity as eleganza i mean i can see the wig line which isn't ideal other than that mm-hmm. i don't love this like i think for somebody okay, of Lux's okay. caliber on the runway i was kind of expecting it to be more like i think it's it's mm-hmm. it's nice it's certainly nice it gives me kind of whitney houston i imagine could wear something like this the asymmetrical mm-hmm. with the leg coming out i I guess I'm I'm wanting her to be up with the likes of Naomi Smalls, these women who like mm-hmm. these queens who fully understand fashion, and she obviously does. But this, to me, isn't isn't what I was expecting. Something. I mean, the reason I liked this is probably a knock against it, which was like, oh, I would wear this, mm-hmm. but that's not really <laughs> like it should be a little elevated, perhaps. I mean, I think she she was definitely like, I want to be chic, you know, I want to have my um, Audrey Hepburn at the end of the movie moment. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of Simone. Oh, yeah. Simone Simone did something similar in season 13. And it was like uh, white, but it had sort of gold around the edges. And she had like the Mm. really like funky updo in this really sort of 90s Mm -hmm. way as well. Like I think as a direct comparison as a as a thin young black fashion girl this mm-hmm. doesn't come near to Simone for me I love that blog thin, thin black blog. fashion girl <laughs> thin young bl- black fashion thin, girl. thin young black fashion girl <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I would have liked if I if I was giving her any suggestions and I'm sure one second after um seeing how I dress she'd be she'd want to know my uh thoughts and advice <laughs> my uh, um yeah my my uh my Fashion wardrobe expertise. of black yeah. duns uh sweatshirts and uh skinny jeans but um I would have liked like a full fucking veil and mm. like a bunch of expression like something weird about the veil I would have liked if she was going full bride right. yeah this looks a bit it looks like um very wealthy rehearsal dinner maybe mm-hmm. yeah. um it's more formal than fashion i think yeah yeah I don't know. more formal than fashion also like that blog yeah i that came, yeah. came up on the spot improvising <laughs> here baby that's it and here we go 
<laughs> oh, you haven't scripted everything? I've scripted no. everything, I'm saying. <laughs> I've written it all down. I'm not going to lie, I do sometimes script jokes, but that was off the cuff. Um, yes. Sasha was next. I don't love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should explain it. So <laughs> just move on to the next. Um, so Sasha is wearing a uh, a gown, like a um, A-line gown. I think that's the right word for it as in it is a straight tube all the way down her um and then she has like 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 structured elements around the bust and the hips with uh hawaiian flowers that have been embellished with uh jewels and uh metallics it's all it's like a the the color is like a silver silver metallic with like a like a rose tinge i'd say and she is wearing um our like arm bracelet doesn't give it justice like they're they're almost like rings around it looks like they've been inspired by like planetary rings that have been like brought out around her arms there's kind of kind of a spacey element to me this looks like space mother of the bride um, yeah definitely and i think like sasha is just so incredible very curious like I can't wait to hear what you say about this and I kind of want you to convince me that this is better than I think it is um but I I just I just don't I don't like this color and I I just feel like it's super drab and it's weird to me with all of her incredible looks that this would be drag excellence like I I just really don't care for it well, Throw it to you, Kian. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I I agree. I don't love it, but I do really like mm-hmm. it. And I think I may like it more than Anitra and looks. I think it's mm. probably second for me. Um, I guess it's not what I was expecting either, but I kind of appreciate that to a certain degree. So okay. I see it as drag excellence because kind of what I've been saying all season is she's a fan of like, you know, a funky jean or a puffer jacket. Like she's a lot more streetwear. Mm-hmm. Did you say funky jean? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Sorry. Funky jeans. Are you 50? Funky jeans. Funky jeans. I am certainly not equipped to uh, critique fashion anyway. <laughs> Even just if I am funky. only dirty. I just love that you organically use the word funky. Like I just... <laughs> It's great. I love... We need to bring back the word funky. Funky, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Come yeah. on. <laughs> she's more into her streetwear. So the fact that this is a gown, mm-hmm. I think it is a drag excellence because it's like this is her pageant background. I can imagine her wearing this in the pageant. I love how the how glittery it is, like the the rhinestones and the diamonds, or whatever that are all over. Yeah, it. the stoning you know, is is immaculate. Is amazing. But I think the fact that it has those rings around the arms and the kind of snake like um, coils that kind of tendril up around mm. her neck and come back mm-hmm. adds an element of like that spacey or kookiness that gives it more of a personality so you yeah. kind of like so i think she it's definitely gets drag it's definitely 100%. Drag. like i think you know i think she's established herself as this kind of like not take a life too seriously kind of goofy but like really good at what she mm. does performer and i think that touches on that and then i like mm. the fact that her orchid headpiece is a tie to her actual um hawaiian heritage now that i pint a guinness now for the irish heritage unfortunately but maybe that'll come <laughs> in the finale <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah you saying that like I th- yeah now I'm thinking I'm changing my like theory on like why she chose this this is giving mother 
And I think that's probably like intentional. Yeah, but it's also not trying too hard. Like it's not coming no, in a massive not. bustle no. and all that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, less is more almost. Finally, we have Mistress in a the 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 cut of this is is very elevated saloon we have a gown with that goes down down to the floor um hip hugging mer- mermaid like i'd say this was be like trumpet cut mm. yeah because it doesn't quite flare um, out like a mermaid yeah. no it doesn't yeah it's it's form-fitting um but doesn't like hug the ankles which i yeah i like the silhouette more than a mermaid silhouette um it is it is totally just like s- s- stoned to the high heavens how do i like the gods, God, i always yeah. feel so to the gods yeah thank you jesus <laughs> i always feel slightly apologies to everyone like i you know i love this culture so much and then we'll just use words and then it just sounds so clunky coming out of my mouth but um yeah stone to the gods uh with sickening (laughs) embellishments (laughs) yeah dripping in beads (laughs) yeah gagged i am gagged (laughs) (laughs) even that still sounded like it was 1920s because Uh, i know <laughs> yeah, I'm gagged. Gagged, I'm gagged. gagged. Yeah, simply gagged. Mother. <laughs> um, uh, and like the 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 headline with this dress, which I haven't mentioned, is that it has um a cheetah pattern, which Mistress pointed out is entirely created with the stoning, which is so cool. And it, you know, what's weird? All of these looks, except for one have the draping beads or um uh what's the word i'm looking for like fringe fringe fringy tassel sort of sort of thing that gives mm-hmm. it like such great movement she said it weighed 70 pounds 60 pounds 60 pounds yeah yeah 60 pounds yeah. which is uh a lot, a lot. <laughs> it's a lot do you know pounds i'm aware of them i don't use them um <laughs> but i'm aware it's of them. like it's like five stone 27 kilograms. 27 kilograms. So she's wearing 27 kilograms Celsius of beads. Um, <laughs> Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah. It is uh, incredible. Like oh, it, This I is mean, amazing. This is amazing. It's so good. It is art. Like, this is like Met Gala. Like, it's good because, like, it looks gorgeous on her, obviously. Everything fucking does. I don't know how she does it. Like... She owes someone so many bottles of wine. Um, maybe she owes herself. I don't know. But like, if she ever stops doing drag, she should be a celebrity stylist or a designer if she has any hand in any of this. Like, her taste is just so unreal. But this look is so incredible because it is so new, but it looks so classic. It looks like it's always existed. It's iconic. It's If someone wore this, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm being hyperbolic, but... Maybe not. Like, I feel like if you saw this at the Oscars, it would be one of those super memorable dresses. Yeah, it's amazing. And even how it how it hit the light, like, you know, the lip sync, which I suppose we'll discuss. Like, I felt she won the lip sync simply on how the light hit her dress as she mm. moved. It was just mesmerizing. Unreal. And it's so beautiful. I think. And, I was thinking, thinking And I like the it. simplicity of the hair, too. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's all the dress. It's all the dress. Big old loaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This isn't even a, a critique. It's more of a by the way. I do sometimes think it looks a bit like um, Fred Flintstone's top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. 
okay okay you know, not a, yeah i think like a by the way but also maybe like a uh, a boost in its corner because yeah. something i something i love uh in drags drag fashion is when they take something that is uh camp or relegated to just like kind of stupid pop culture like the flintstones and elevates it to like great importance you know take something stupid and makes it great which i yeah, yeah i do, I I do see it. that though yeah, and so i think beautiful. I was I was looking at it. And I was like, do you know what? Like, we're so used to this bias that the look queens are are thin, whether it's Naomi mm-hmm, Smalls, whether it's mm-hmm. Query, whether it's Lux, where it's got make. Mistress has been the look queen of the season. Yes, absolutely. And it's weird. Like, do they even say that? I feel like they don't. No, I don't think so. But I, like when I think back. I don't think she's ever missed. Like I, I think everything I I've liked, yeah. she, I love loved. Like when when they did this little montage in Untucked, you know, there was that rhubarb and custard sort of streetwear, um, like mm. chaps thing that she wore, which is amazing. The Destiny's Child look yeah. that was amazing, and then just all these like Texas pageant gowns. Oh yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's the look queen for me. One hundred. And she doesn't. Maybe this is the editing, but she doesn't seem to go on about it. Like it, it seems like she, when she's thinking about her own strengths she's thinking about like her being a powerhouse performer and like being so in touch with her drag personality and being so comfortable in that personality performance wise she doesn't even talk like i feel like if not like if she was someone else they would be going on about how much work goes into this and how incredible it is but she yeah. it seems like she just takes it for granted yeah. like <laughs> how this isn't even like, my strongest uh string to my bow but yet yeah she's better, you know no, it's so good so now i get into my um analysis of the episode and how <laughs> the riggery etc etc i'd like to the know whether you, whether you think the what, what my what what was your opinion and what was my opinion on the double shante i think obs like i want to see them all perform definitely like when it was mistress and anitra i was like fuck like are they gonna send mistress home like i i felt like i was like definitely they're they're gonna have anitra in the finale because whether or not they like it like drag does still operate like fucking miss america where it's like we want someone who is going to like you know carry this torch like a miss america would um question and answer wise so yeah it makes it makes total sense to me i wanted them both to 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 stay i think trickery wise they always knew that they were both going to stay but they have to have a lip sync what did you think so i think they this is actually a spontaneous double chante i think based on the fact that um that is a that is a um like uh, out of uh, character out of, yeah it's an uncare <laughs> out of character um optimistic look at that yeah well, go on because it makes no sense to set up the peril of someone going home at the start of the episode and then to renege it it's like Chekhov's mm. gun you know if the gun is introduced <laughs> in the first act it has to be fired in right. the second act Chekhov's sachet mm. away if you introduce someone <laughs> has to go home and that being out of the normal for the format of this stage of the competition then you have okay. to follow through with it then the fact that then they go back in it is unsatisfying for the viewer. And if it's unsatisfying for the viewer, then I don't think it's supposed mm. to be planned. I generally think 
that halfway through the episode they decided to keep them. I think they knew they were both going okay. to say but made them lip sync anyway. But I generally don't think going into that that they had planned for it to be a final four. That sounds that yeah I I I I believe that that makes sense. And I knew me. I knew they were going to both say when Rue goes. <clears throat> I promised myself to have an elimination every episode, but I'm still making my mind up. And I was like, okay, mm. you've introduced the doubt that there's mm-hmm. going to be a double. Like they wouldn't have shown that if someone had gone home. So uh, right. I think at that point they were like, okay, look, let's just keep them all because they're all so good. Had they somehow been able to magic up the uh, airing date of each the episode and said, April Fools, <laughs> you're all staying. <laughs> that would have been good. But I guess it aired or on April Friday. April Fools, Michelle is yeah. the next drag superstar. <laughs> I guess it aired on Friday in the US, but I watched it April Fools. So. I didn't think the lip sync was bad or anything, but uh, I can't remember it, which says something. Except for Anitra taking off her dress and what you said before about Mistress's dress sparkling. Um, yeah, it would have been a little more satisfying if the lip sync was gag worthy yeah if the lips if the lip sync was uh gag, gag worthy, worthy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> jimmy get in here we got read all about one. it read all about gag worthy <laughs> lip sync so we say to behold sickening queens <laughs> yeah giving cunt on the runway <laughs> <laughs> okay quick quiz Ooh, love it out of these final four queens can you remember who they did in snatch game Okay, so Mistress did Rosie. Mm-hmm. That was the only one I could remember until I went back and looked. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Okay, Sasha did... Oh my God. I don't know. Lux did Amanda Lepore. Anitra did Georgina Ramsey and uh, Sasha did Jan Crouch. Yes. Okay. For such an iconic challenge because it came so easy. So because mm-hmm. it came so early in the season and because it was in 40 mm-hmm. minute territory time, it's really not left much of an impact because you always, when you're, when you're, value, when you're you know, you're balancing up the winners, you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, Jinx did so good at Snatch Game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of wins because of that alone, etc. But it kind of isn't even in play here. I feel like there was someone else who absolutely killed it and I can't remember. Oh, are you thinking of Amethyst did Tan Mom? Yes, I loved that. Yes, I lo- yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Okay, this is my theory. I think Anitra is going to win. Okay. I'm seeing such a groundswell of support from the fans for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. In a, because I feel she's despite having won three challenges the underdog because Sasha has mm-hmm. been such a front runner the whole season mm-hmm. um, and like is obviously such a brilliant queen and whenever someone's been on the pit stop whatever everyone's like who do you think is going to win and every time someone's been on this who's going to win Sasha Colby Sasha Colby Sasha Colby that like everyone's kind of expecting Sasha to win but are now rooting for Anitra and Rue does tend to factor in the fans. So I actually mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. there could be a shock Anitra win. I'm still personally rooting for Sasha, but there's also a narrative that I like of her. I think she she belongs in the Drag Race Hall of Fame more so than she does in the Winner's yeah. Circle. So I Obviously like she's going to win Miss Congeniality. Sasha. Don't you think? They don't normally give it to people in the, in the top four. Right. But don't they have to vote? Don't they vote? They do, yeah. The Queens vote, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe she but will. maybe the queens would also be biased to vote for someone who wasn't in the top four. I think Malaysia will get miscongeniality. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm really curious. I mean, this this is, I know for sure this is the first finale to date where I feel like 
as far as like who would quote unquote deserve it, Sasha, Sasha, Anitra or Mistress all would deserve it. I think if they were on other seasons, it would be more obvious. Like I feel like previously with finales, the way that I typically feel is like, like usually there's like someone who I'm like, I feel like they'll give it to them but I hope they give it to to this other queen who's like a little more uh, risk, like takes more risks. Um, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm very curious. Like I love Anitra so, so much um, and would be delighted if she won. I feel like, I do feel like if Sasha doesn't win, it's, it does make like a statement about, you know, about the whole thing as like a as as an exercise, like this whole like crowning someone thing. Like Sasha is, I love this era again, era of like super compassionate queens. I love the idea of like acknowledging and rewarding someone for their like consummate craftsmanship and their their interaction with other performers and their artistry and just their whole appreciation and legacy in drag and their like drag careers. And I think that I think Sasha is that person. And I think that that would make so much sense. I think if they give it to Anitra, it's more like future of drag versus um, legacy of drag. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if it's an extra superstar, that does sort of sound like the future rather than the, you know, the legacy. Yes, you're and right. I, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think season four is an interesting comparison point here where you have someone like mm. Chad Michaels who was so established and like was clearly right. a front yeah. runner and brilliant Sasha's better than Chad Michaels, but yes, yes. Yes, whereas then you have Sharon Needles versus Anitra, this like real sort of Fran favorite queen who yeah. was kind of a bit of an underdog and like ended mm. up just winning everybody over despite what mm-hmm. Sharon has done since. Perfect person, no notes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I personally would rather see Mistress win than Anitra. And mm. I, it makes it sound like I'm an Anitra hater. I'm really not. No, I mean, they're so good. I mean, this is the, I feel like this is the the most impeccable group of finalists truly i think she's really good i really like her as an on-screen persona she's a brilliant performer but like looks i still think she has she still has something somewhere to grow like i I, think, I agree i agree like she's a brilliant performer and the things that we love from her are walk that duck a performance her lip syncs jumping over marcia <laughs> that like yeah. they're the things that she's won the fan favor from and also just being so likable and hot but mm-hmm. I just think Mistress and Sasha are fully formed, realized drag queens. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like, I feel like Mistress and Sasha are more cemented in, like, who they are as queens. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And then Lux is there. And then Lux is there. <laughs> yes, that is it for this mm-hmm. week's episode. Uh, we won't be back next week because there isn't a whole lot to say about the reunion. But we'll be back in two weeks and we'll discuss the reunion and the finale. Um so yeah let us know who you want to win head over to sisterpod at instagram and let us know who your favorite is mobtheater.ie we have uh, sketch writing and tv writing courses available if you go to mobtheater.ie and uh, click on our classes and type in the code sissy you'll get a discount <gasps> yeah exciting so, two episodes to go <laughs> I know <laughs> great out business <laughs> Ha 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 ha
thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you in two weeks. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. I'm Erin and that completely did not make sense in my fantasy. I'm Erin and much like me, she never bottomed. I'm Erin and I can't wait for my abundance to grow in. I'm Erin and (laughs) you're stupid. I'm Erin and you're going to wake up this morning and you're going to say you're going to be a star and it's going to be true. You thought you got me? Whose face is the egg on now? Not mine, yours. Did I say I'm Aaron? No.